You're listening to A Little Nonsense, where the conversation is competitive and the ads aren't real. I am your host and moderator, Joe Morkel, with me as always, the Fezzik and Inigo to my Wesley, Sean Keller. Uh, how's it going? And Mike Pareto. You killed my father. Prepare to die. I'm so glad anybody, that I'm so glad that you picked him. <laughs> what, what, anybody want a peanut? <laughs> this is a little nonsense. like steak but you hate animal cruelty are you also tired of always eating plants from the minds behind the sensational impossible burger comes improbable steaks <coughs> containing absolutely no animal or plant products <laughs> improbable steaks are perfect for the afternoon cookout with family, tailgating before the big game, or the lonely vegan looking for something new to brag about on Instagram. <laughs> Improbable steaks are made from a delicious, patent-pending, and 100% organic fungus loaf. <laughs> oh, Excuse me. <laughs> These loaves of all-natural fungi are <laughs> cultivated in small family-owned laboratories Why are and they then loaves? pressed into... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the only word more disgusting than fungus. <laughs> and then pressed into vaguely steak-shaped vacuum forms. <laughs> oh, <God>. Jesus. <laughs> so... So you know they're good. <laughs> yep, <laughs> sounds good. Wear gloves when handling and preparing improbable steaks, especially if you have any cuts or scrapes on your hands. If preparing, if after preparing or eating improbable steaks, you become itchy, develop ulcers in your mouth, or lesions form on your skin, immediately self-quarantine and notify the Center for Disease Control and the Army National Guard. <laughs> Improbable steaks. The food of the future is now. <laughs> so disgusting. God. Uh, Focus uh, loaf. <laughs> why, why a loaf? <laughs> exactly. I could almost, I could almost attempt to try just a fungus burger, <laughs> but when you tell me that they're put into loaves. <laughs> <laughs> They uh. start as loaves before being pressed into the vaguely steak-shaped vacuum forms. <laughs> God. So you know they're good. That's so disgusting. I want to talk about something. All right. I saw something hilarious on Reddit today uh, that uh, the Marvel's Avengers game has lost 90% of its players. 98%. <laughs> I'm sorry, is it really 98 percent yeah oh dear god it must be so it's just, boring it, it must be awful and have like, you seen what? footage of it? it if you watch more no. than two minutes of the game uh, it's incredibly boring looking i just how, how like did they fuck that up so bad right it's such a massive ip like is that one of the biggest like bombs like oh yeah this the, is this is. is like the new no man's sky and like th they had like a stellar voice cast, like they yeah. had to have spent between the IP and the, the <laughs> on the IP and the voice cast, but then forgot to make a game. Couldn't they have basically uh. just taken Spider Man and changed it? Yep, that would have been improvement. <laughs> or ripped off have. like the Arkham games. <sighs> yeah, I they don't should know. they should have they should have done what the movies did, 
and build off Spider-Man. Made it good. Well, no, <laughs> no, they they should have taken like the Spider-Man engine and made an Iron Man game. Yeah, and just, then you make right, just a Thor build. game. That's a good idea. And then a Hulk game. And then you make one game or one like online pass where you combine them all. I remember when I when I first played Spider-Man and I you know was swinging past the Avengers building. I was like, oh man, I can't wait till they, I can't wait till they introduce. Thor or something like to this game like this would be fucking yeah. amazing just have it just one at a time new heroes focus right. on their individual powers Instead, put them in that same setting we'll give you all the heroes at once and they'll almost play identically to each other yeah it's gonna yeah. be shitty street fighter 3d enjoy god oh, sounds so terrible i actually forgot <laughs> i forgot it existed so i'm not like that disappointed i'm I not guess. disappointed you- at all do you think that I'm part reveling of the- in it? <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> it's quite a marvel to you. Oh no! <laughs> do either? I, I I don't I don't know that either of you would agree with this, but maybe you can see it being the case. Do you think that there are some casual Marvel fans who are fans of the MCU who bought the game and then they were like? Well, that doesn't look like Robert Downey Jr. And like that turned them off or maybe soured the experience at all? I don't think so no. because okay. That certainly wasn't the case with Spider-Man. No, I think I think it's they created a game as a service that weighed he- heavily on microtransactions and it also was a shitty game. Yeah, a good game is a good game. So but also, like, I see they- all these. I see all these stupid cartoons that that the kids are watching these days that are Marvel cartoons, and every single time it never fails. They always have some guy pretending to be Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man. It's so stupid. I, it drives me that crazy. That was a remarkable impression. <laughs> Spot on. I had to remark that. No, but I mean that's what he sounds like in these in these stupid fake movies. It's like, oh, we're not going to get Robert Downey Jr. Nobody's going to be anything like any of their characters from the MCU, but we're going right. to try to get somebody who sounds like Robert Downey Jr. to be Tony Stark every single time. I have to assume that they still put more thought into it than some of the voices for the cartoons we had as kids. I think so. Yeah, probably. I mean, because the the cartoons we watched as kids were so dumb. They but were they so didn't have, dumb. They were terrible. But they could they could do anything they wanted though because I, they could do anything they wanted, and it, it was still awful. And when you watch things yeah. that were adapted, and they could do anything they wanted, even though it was an adapt. I, I'm specifically talking about. Uh, do you remember a cartoon Captain N and the Video Rangers? No, no. Okay, so I, I I may have spoken about this on this show before, but here's a brief synopsis off the top of my head. Uh, Kevin Keane is a child in the 80s who gets sucked through his TV into the world of Nintendo. Okay. Mm. And... With him, have. with him goes his uh, controller and his uh, his orange zapper. Why would the controller go in there? I don't know, but it did. That, that's yeah, these hardware. people these people were not thinking. <laughs> they were not thinking. So yeah, that's the part that upsets so me. He, he, can't even, he can't even move without using the controller. <laughs> no, he, can, he can. That would be that would be hilarious if he could. That would be. <laughs> no, he he pushes the buttons for uh, superpowers. Like if he needs to jump really high, he pushes A. So if he wow, needs to stupid. move really fast, uh, he you know he holds B to sprint. That's so stupid. He can, he can you can breathe. tell that you can tell that a bunch of out of touch old assholes. No, we're not. We're not to the out of touch part yet. We're, we're getting there though. Uh, so his friends that are going to help him oppose Mother Brain, the villain from Metroid. <laughs> yep. Uh, are Pit the main character from Kid Icarus. Hang who, on, hang on. I can't I can't get this out of my head. So like if he's if he runs and needs to like jump and catch something, he can't cuz he can't let go of the controller, right? <laughs> you're you're, like, <laughs> you're you're still picturing that he's playing the game with the controller, dude. It's just well, on his need- belt. He pushes A and then jumps. Oh, it's on his belt. Yeah. I missed that it was on his belt. I said it okay. was on his belt. It's, you were just your I mind was it. already going. Get your head in the game, Keller. <laughs> 
All right, I'm with you now. Okay. Yes, that's just so much less stupid. <laughs> this is all incredibly stupid. Uh, so Kid Icarus, Pit, uh, Mega Man, but he's green. All right, but what if some chick's trying to give him a BJ and she's trying to undo his belt and he just leaps through the ceiling? <laughs> that would That's what would happen. All right, <laughs> go on. So we got a green Mega Man. You got a green Mega Man, right. and then Simon Belmont, the uh, the hero from the first Castlevania game. Now, all of these all of these side characters either have a horrible speech impediment, or like just a giant character flaw. Like in the case of Simon Belmont, he was incredibly vain and would just keep looking at himself in a mirror. And talk about how great he is. That sounds and, like Castlevania. And little, <laughs> yeah, exactly, nailed it. And wow. little green, little green Mega Man just kept saying Mega, like after every sentence. Oh, we got to go defeat Mother Brain, Mega Mega. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "What kind of personality should we give him?" And they were like, have him say Mega. Just "Have him say Mega." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Pit, Pit. It, Every, almost every word he spoke had to end with Icus or Iticus. I oh guess because <laughs> the name of his game is Kid Icarus. Oh, yeah, that we, makes perfect sense. We gotta go sense. defeat the Villainicus. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's 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 real bad. Oh, my and, God. And uh, Mother, uh, Mother Brain had some cohorts as well. There was King Hippo from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Punch Nice. And the eggplant wizards from Kid Icarus. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like a real winner. Neat. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's absolutely unwatchable. I was more on board when I imagined that the kid had to hold the controller with both hands. Well, that would just be a video game. Well, why else does he have to bring the stupid controller into the video <laughs> game world? Like it's well, he so didn't bring stupid. It. it got sucked in with him. Yeah, you idiot. Fucking <laughs> big idiot. The fuck's wrong it with It just would have made more sense, even though it would have been terrible. If I mean, nothing if was going to save this show from being terrible. If he, if he had to use it to control himself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so so they, they can't, uh, like, just move on to the next game with Avengers, right? Like, they got to try to fix it. Do you think it's going to become free to play? And then they're gonna try to like save it with updates, or I, I think like, they're gonna use the the pandemic as cover to summarily execute everyone involved with the game. Okay, <laughs> and and just, redesign just, it. Yeah, just redesign it from scratch, and uh, you know, build it atop the charred remains of all the people they slaughtered. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this practice of releasing games and then saying. Oh, we're just going to redo it later. Like, I, this is weird. We live in strange times. Yeah. Very. I don't know. I, like, I'm thinking about uh, the first one that I can remember was Final Fantasy XIV, which is a, it's an online game. It's like an MMO that was terrible, and they scrapped it and completely- was it 11 an MMO? I think it was, but 14, 14 is, is this also an MMO. The most recent bite of the apple. And yeah, so they scrapped it, redesigned it, re-released it. And now it's like considered one of the best. Did you have to like buy it again or were they like, oh, here it no, is, we fixed no. it? Yes. If you if you already purchased it, you're, I mean, you still have to pay the subscription fee because it's an MMO with a subscription. But but it was like a brand new game. Yeah, totally, totally, completely different game. I mean, they could always make it worse, like they did with uh, Star Wars Galaxies, the new combat enhancements. Yeah, I I only played Star Wars Galaxies for the first like I don't know six months maybe, and it was I I liked it. I thought it was great, but I never I never touched it after they redid it. Or even, I quit long before they changed. Yeah, it. even even well I, before that. A- a- MMOs rarely can hold my attention for more than a few months at best. Yeah, uh, the Old Republic was the closest, right? Yeah, yeah, there a lot. Yeah, and I've gone, I've gone back to it a couple of times. Like, you know, reactivated my account, and there's, there's just so much, there's so much actual story that you that you play. 
Yeah. So that's a that's a huge boon over, you know, go kill five of this and bring me this thing that'll drop sometimes and and I'm not going to explain why or really give you any incentive to do it. You just you're just gonna. Yeah, so in other words, go kill 80 of these because I need five of its feathers. Yeah, exactly. And it rarely yeah. drops. Right. They've added really a lot of content to that game since it came out. I mean, it's, I think they're probably still adding content to it. I'm not sure. I haven't seen in a while whether they're doing another expansion for it, but. I think they are. I know they're, they're redesigning Anthem, uh, Bioware is essentially completely rebuilding Anthem from the ground up. <clears throat> is uh, is WoW the longest tenured video game of all time? Like, no. sa- like this? You mean what, what is the, the longest long, the longest running, running like MMO? Like sing like single game? Yeah, that has not like not like a new like Final Fantasy came out with a new Roman numeral, but like yeah, I guess MMO, it would have to be an MMO unless it's unless we're yeah. Well, um. Yeah, because Old Republic is pretty old now. A lot, right? a lot of well, the Old Republic's not that old. It's like uh, six years old, I think. Wow. Okay, I thought it was older. Um, yeah, I want to say that came out. Ultimately, it launched in like 2014 or 2013 at the earliest. Uh, World of Warcraft, the first version launched in 2004, so that's 16 years. But uh, I, I have the ranking in front of me. World of Warcraft is the seventh what? oldest <laughs> oldest MMO that's still online. Well, oh, I know. Wow. Okay, so I know that um, like RuneScape is still running, right? That's a popular number three, two thousand one. Uh, Lineage is still running in Korea. I don't know if uh, that counts. It does not, at least according what? to Game Rant. Isn't there like a um, space, uh, a space, uh, there's a space game. They may still, well, yeah, well, you're talking about Eve. That's yeah, got to be talking about Eve. Yeah, I don't think that's as old, though. It, no? 2003. So it's older than, it's older than WoW. So. Yeah, it's number six. I know people who still play Eve. I've never played I'm it. I'm guessing that, like, I'm guessing that they're still supporting EverQuest servers. They sure are. Number two. Number two. Oh, man, we're so close to number one. And the number request one. was 1999. Oh boy, what is older than that? They're still supporting. There's one. I remember somebody telling me about this at Best Buy. Do you did you know it though? Like know of it? Is it or is it like a really I knew obscure? of the game that it was based off of. Is it Ultima Online? It sure is, buddy. All right. <laughs> I <laughs> can't believe that? they're still supporting that game. That's crazy. Uh-huh. What, what is it? Ultima Online? Ultima Online, yep. What is what's Ultima? Ultima uh, was a series of RPGs. I remember playing uh, Exodus Ultima for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah, these are Richard Garriott's games, uh, aka Lord British. He's the guy. He's the guy who ended up who was actually one of the chief developers on Lineage, which they don't count for some reason, probably because it's a Korean game. Very Probably. similar, very similar graphically to Ultima Online. Is it like a, a medieval fantasy genre, or is it like yeah, it futuristic? Yeah. Oh, okay, I just can't believe they're still supporting that game. That's insane. <laughs> wow. Let's look. At, let's look at the date of this list. It would be funny if it's a really old list. <laughs> uh, no, this was this this list is as of July this year. Now, if, if a game like that, though, could it still be running because graphically, if they don't like update it all that much from like a horsepower standpoint, maybe it's less expensive to actually keep going because you're not having to worry about. Could be. You don't need as many yeah, people need, working on it. You need like it, two you know? developers to work on it. Yeah, you that don't need as many like artists or I don't know. I guess so. That's why it's so rare nowadays to actually see developers try ma- try try to make real Just try. MMOs. Well, <laughs> in particular, they don't want a game that they're going to have to keep up with for 25 years, you know. It's a, that's no, a long-term they'd, they'd love to collect money for 25 years. Yes. They don't want to do work for 25 years. They don't want to have to release new content for 25 no. years. 
patch it, shit like that. But isn't that isn't that the whole point of an MMO though? Is that you get to play it over a oh, long yes. period of time? It is. That's what I'm saying though. It's it's difficult for you know for developers to make that leap to make the commitment because they know if I see, best case I see best case saying. scenario this game is successful, right? Which means right. we're going to have to support it for 30 years. Right, right. Well, okay. you know, one of the reasons that uh, Ultima Online and, like, Lineage kept going despite receiving no additional content is because those were largely player-driven games, uh, relied yes. heavily on PvP. So yeah, there's no story know, at all. <laughs> yeah, you, you're you're the story is what your characters do essentially together. Your guild takes over some land. Now you run that land. Oh no, we're being attacked. There's such it's such it's so dramatic. Yeah, yeah. They don't so yeah. They don't really have to develop anything. No, so I think they live. they keep going because of just because of nostalgia for the most part. People, you know, they played it when they were younger. They invested a lot of time in it, so you know why do something new? It, are there other games like that today, though, that are just completely open? Like, here's the world, like just Minecraft. do whatever they like. Like other other say other than Minecraft, because yeah, Minecraft is the only one that I can think of. But uh, it's not an MMO, really, right? I would say that it it can be, but it's it's an MMO. It could be an MMO. A lot of people, a lot of people play it that way. They play it. A lot of people play together. it that way, but the servers are pretty limited. I, I don't. I don't think that's true. You can't. You can't have a million people on a server or something like no. that. It's only a, a usually limited to like probably four to sixteen people. I think uh, the 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 most I've ever played with on a server is thirty two. Uh, it yeah, sounds kind of cool to have a game where you know you've got a planet or a country. And then you've got these different factions, and you can choose to join them, but they're all player-created. It's not like there's a narrative in place and there's guide rails by the developer. It's just, hey, I claimed this territory, and then you build a castle there, and then people can, you know, you completely say, You open. say it's cool, but the problem with a game like that, Sean, is the barrier to entry for new players is impossible. I tried to play Lineage with Mike once, and I gave up on day three... Okay. It's not that game in particular is just a terrible example because it's it's not at all uh, user friendly. No, and game. the economy was completely broken. Yeah it 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 gets fucked pretty fast because there, there's not a lot of uh, sinks in the game. You get these early MMOs that they didn't really plan for some of the shit that happens uh, in the long term on player based economies. Yeah. I, I I all I remember is I, I spent three days basically grinding and I still couldn't afford a slightly better sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. There's there is there's a very fine line, isn't there, between like I want a challenge, but also like it we so one of you guys said earlier today, like sometimes it feels really great and it's fun to be overpowered. In a game, oh, yeah. absolutely, so, yeah. So I, I feel like there are games constantly trying to find that sweet spot between. It's well, you we can't don't want to make do it that too easy on an online game, really, because you're you're dealing with other players, and you have to you have to balance your fun. Now, developers have to balance your fun versus another person's fun. Well, and someone you should have told Eve online <laughs> that you can't just be super overpowered. I mean, you can, but you have to invest. A lot of time here. And when here's you, the right. hilarious. Sean, when, let let me like just the interject world. the Eve thing real quick, Sean. Uh, <laughs> at, at my understanding of Eve Online is that it has no level cap. Uh huh. So yeah. there are like gods in the game, basically. Well, at this there, point, there are people. There are <laughs> yes. people playing the game that if you were to play every second of every day for the rest of time, you could never catch up to their level because they will still be leveling. You you yeah. can, you can never be as strong as they are well, until they die in real life. Yeah, but even then, yeah, you and still then you have take to, over their account. Right. You still have to <laughs> invest whatever time they already invested. The one thing that I've found, uh, or maybe and maybe this isn't true, but I heard someone who plays Eve said that like if you set a course for 
a planet or something and it says it's going to take 13 weeks to travel there like it's real time so you just like your ship's just traveling for 13 actual weeks that's kind of and you can't you, it's kind of cool but it's like it is cool but, but also like what do you <laughs> what do you do that's kind of well i guess yeah. i can turn this game off and go play a different game yeah, that but that's that sounded kind of interesting to me. Like, huh? Yeah, like it's, I guess it forces you to take life breaks. I don't you know. You can have you can have shit go. Uh, you can set it to real time in a Kerbal Space Program, which is hilarious if you're doing anything like interplanetary, because you know if you're going to Duna, the equivalent of Mars in the game, you know you 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 do your burn, get all set up. So that you'll intercept Mars's orbit, and if you just left it in real time, you could let your computer go for like a month. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's fine. I uh, the game that has that has best given me like the idea of scale in space is Elite Dangerous. I, I think you've played this game, Sean, right? I have, and yes, that's very true. It, everything is it's crazy. so fucking far away and tiny and like... And when you need to like adjust from traveling faster than light to like sublight speeds and you overshoot oh, yeah. or undershoot a target, and then you're like, oh, I came out too early. And if you travel at your fastest speed without your going back... sublight into- speed, yeah, it'll take, right. it'll take days. <laughs> then... It'll take days. Yeah, like you'd sit yeah. like so you have to go back into warp and then like oh I hope I don't overshoot it. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah, it's uh It's amazing that they have faster than light travel and not nav computers. Well, well, they kind of do. You you can you you pretty much have to control when you exit hyperspace manually every time. Right. Like you Listen, have to- I get why that would be fun game mechanically, game mechanic wise, <laughs> but if you're actually traveling faster than light, I would rather the computer decide when to drop out. I yeah, I know. It gives you it gives you a little window. It does, yeah. But yeah, so just drop me out on your own computer. <laughs> For computer. sure. No, I totally agree. Let me figure this out on my own. <laughs> oh shit, I'm stranded here for ten years. <laughs> you know what's funny? In the in the outer I'm out of worlds, fuel. guess I'm fucked. I don't know. I in the yeah. outer worlds, you don't you don't fly your your ship at all. The uh, the nav computer does all of it because of just all the calculations involved. Right, which makes for, sense. Yeah, which makes perfect sense. And well, it ain't like dust and crops. Boy, no. Unless you're using a, <laughs> unless you're using a spaceship to do it. I mean, if you're not careful, <laughs> you might jump right through a star, bounce too close to a supernova. I mean, that'll end your trip real quick. <laughs> just, just for instance, it's off the top of my head. <laughs> whatever bouncing yeah. too close to a superstar, supernova. <laughs> I mean, whatever that means. <laughs> you know, sometimes the ship bounces. You know, you you come out of you come out of hyperspace while a star is going nova, and uh, you you bounce off it. Yeah, the odds the odds of that happening. You bounce yeah. off you bounce you off bounce. the explosion. You bounce. <laughs> stars stars are constantly going supernova. So <laughs> I mean, you know, that's right. technically that's technically true. <laughs> technically, yeah, yes. If space yes, is a star somewhere <laughs> is probably going supernova. <laughs> Might bounce too close to it. <laughs> you might. <laughs> you might. <laughs> Boy. Oh, shit. Boy. <laughs> he doesn't say it like that. <laughs> he does now. Boy. <laughs> might bounce too close to a supernova. Boy. <laughs> That'll end your Listen trip y'all. real quick. <laughs> Is Elite Dangerous fun? No. <laughs> <laughs> It is uh, really. No, hang it's on, really, hang on. It's really cool. It is really um, cool, and I like. Okay, no, I like hold landing. Up, hold up. I want. I want both of your 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 <laughs> views. But we're starting with Mike because he spoke first. So, Mike, you have uh, thirty seconds. To begin. It is a very uh, interesting experience and a, and a and a good take on on what space travel might really be like. But as far as content goes. You're basically delivering packages from one space station to another, and 80% of the game is timing when to drop out of hyperspace and <laughs> land your ship. Do you, do you see the rest of your time? Yes, I do. 
Okay. Uh, Sean, your take on Elite Dangerous? So I don't disagree with Mike. And oddly <laughs> enough, oddly enough, I feel like the game's biggest flaw is the thing that I was yearning for just moments ago in that it gives you too much freedom. It, it says you can do whatever you want. You can be a pirate. You can be a smuggler. But it doesn't tell you how to do any of those things, also, really. Also, both, both of those things are really uh, yeah. just moving goods <laughs> between locations. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes. But but you you can be a chauffeur. I mean, well, you're moving people. All right. So yeah. you can basically move things in your ship. But, it does, <laughs> but it's like you can just take assignments or join whatever factions you want to. And but, move stuff for them. <laughs> But there's not like a narrative, exactly. so it's it's so open. It's almost too rudderless, and you can explore. To really, yeah, you of know, course. I mean, you can you can fly through space and look at stuff, which is fun well, for a while. And their their map though is like as vast as our current galaxy too. So as far yeah. as exploring, players are still exploring and discovering new planets and stars and shit. Like Full years of goods later, that can be moved. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. You'll, so you. Carefully timed drops out of warp <laughs> a, lot, a lot of you're right. A lot of the gameplay is okay. I've I'm near a space station now. I'm gonna and you have to land, which is you somewhat dock, which yeah. is it was just somewhat difficult. And then once you do, you just you get like a menu of stuff that you can buy, right? And you're and like, or, okay, or put in your ship to move. This is this is cheap here, and it's less cheap there. So I'm gonna buy some here and fly it over there and sell it and make money. Now, now, hang on. Now you can engage in combat with other ships. You, you can, can yeah. you can mine, you can mine resources and go scavenging for, uh, you know, different. Uh, the question, elements though, so what you're saying is, is that you can farm the goods yourself. That you're going yes. to move. Yes. Yes. You can customize your ship. You can buy new ships and build. You know, like you can do a lot of stuff. It's very but neat. I, it's it like I, it, it's like a shell for what would be a really good game if if they could put a story into it. Yes, exactly. That's if they had a narrative, it would be yeah. amazing in that game. And then they open it up and say, "Hey, here's the open world that you can do also." But like it does need like right. a story. I've been I've been dreaming, and we've talked about this many times about like Mass Effect plus that game. You know what I mean? Like, let's get mm. a really a really narrative driven RPG where when you get in your ship, it's elite dangerous. You know what I mean? Yes. Like that would be an amazing game, and that that is yet to For happen. Sure. Probably because the development of that would be just. And honestly, Shepard, we need you to move these goods between <laughs> these two locations. Well, but honestly, though, like, Mike, I, I, if you had VR, Elite Dangerous oh, yeah, in VR yeah. would be fucking amazing. It would, yeah, it'd be like really flying a spaceship. Yes. For sure, yeah, and, it would be. And also, we can't forget that every time you dock at a space station, the, the Blue Danube plays. Ah, uh, yes. Which is beautiful. It's pretty neat. Why is every Danube. space station playing the Blue Danube? <laughs> It's just, it's just fun. It's just. Fun. <laughs> anyway, it's as as space sims go. It's it's probably the the most robust. You know, most uh, in terms of in terms of features and just uh, you know, it just it just lacks in in engaging Everything reasons else. to play. They did they did add. Uh, when you land on planets now, you can get out of your ship and, and do combat in a first person. I haven't either. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, but I they mean, did add that very recently. Yeah, maybe that has improved it. I don't know. You can capture bases so that you can steal what's in the base and, and then fly it somewhere else. Ship it. Move that to, <laughs> exactly. Move those goods to a second move location. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that uh, Kira Kawasaki or whatever with the Norman yes, Reedus. Yes, what, yes, yes. That's just Death a stranding. Isn't that just a carry game? It Death is. Stranding, you just carry shit around? Yes, totally. No one's complaining about that. No yeah, nobody complaining is complaining about that. <laughs> I haven't read a single bad thing about that game. <laughs> the, the USPS it's says it's the best game they've ever played. <laughs> FedEx gives it four stars. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, okay. Yeah. I concede. I will say my Fed current girlfriend is way better than my FedEx. Give me another bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Find yourself with little energy or time to spend with your friends or family? Having trouble penciling in those precious moments of rest and relaxation? 
You can't seem to do any of the things you want to be doing because of all that pesky boat maintenance. (laughs) (laughs) You want to be there for little Betty, sort of, but you have to sip your single malt scotch and check the mizzen mast again. (laughs) Can't risk another incident like Barbados. The one where Captain Dave nearly dinged your exquisite 200-year-old white pine bow during a botched tie-off. That bow came from the salvaged starboard timbers of the HMS Victory. (laughs) (laughs) Following the Battle of Cape St. Vincent. Better double-check the port cleats. (laughs) No, I'm, I'm afraid boat maintenance is just too important to put off. Your wife will understand. She barely forgave you for that time she dropped her best crystal champagne fumes during that little squall in Croatia. <laughs> Thanks to suboptimal mainsail deployment. She inherited those glasses from her great aunt Mitch. You know, Margaret Swanson Carter, the daughter of the revolution. Nope. Can't have that sort of thing happen again. Better take a second look at the rigging. <laughs> Anyway, what what was I saying? Too much scotch. Oh, right. Pay us to take care of your boat so you can stop ignoring your family. Unless, of course, you want to ignore your family, in which case, pay us to take care of your boat while you tell your family you're taking care of your boat. (laughs) Boatmaintenancepros.com You had to do far too much research on boat tours, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> or just enough research. It was far too much. Is this when much. Mike tells us that he bought a boat? <laughs> I bought a boat. Mm. <laughs> Better check the Boy. mizzen mast. <laughs> yes, the mizzen mast. Yes. <laughs> His timbers came from the HMS Victory. Is there is there even water in Croatia? Yes, Croatia is uh, on the Mediterranean, and in between ah, okay. it and Italy is a beautiful stretch of Mediterranean there. I see. Some may say the most beautiful part. They filmed uh, a lot of Game of Thrones there in, in Split in Split Croatia. It's called Split for some reason. Ah. Is it is huh. it split? Some kind of ancient language. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it means divided. <laughs> no one knows for sure, <laughs> but archaeologists hope to learn its meaning one day. <laughs> exactly. I have a I have a I have a discussion topic tangentially related to what we were just talking about. Uh, I was, I was thinking about movies that have aliens in them. Those are good movies. Mostly. Many many of them are. Uh, And I wanted to ask you of the movies you've seen that have some kind of extraterrestrial in them. Which do you think are the most realistic? Huh. I have an immediate I'll answer tell that you, comes I'll tell to you mind. What I mean. I'll tell you what I mean. Like, you watch, like, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh-huh. And very little about that movie is realistic. Specifically, how humans react to the aliens showing up. Like, you know, you have all of these... uh these people working for the United States government setting up this secret facility at devil's tower. And none of them have like giant anti-aircraft weapons pointed at anything. I just can't buy that. I'm kind of amazed that you've seen close encounters, but not jaws. Jaws was way yeah. more popular. Yeah, <laughs> far, far, far better movie too. Was Bruce the shark an alien? Maybe. Why is his well, name if, Bruce? Did they name that's him what Bruce? They named him. Yes, that was, that was the robot shark. I know Hello, that the shark's yeah, name is Joe Bruce. <laughs> yeah, how do you know that? <laughs> and, and I believe I believe he named it after in a Hollywood agent. 
that he knew I, of. No, I had no idea. That explains things. That explains a lot. Like why people kept referring <laughs> Such as to the Mike. shark as Bruce. <laughs> Mike just left. <laughs> so, so Joe, when that explains you, a lot. When you say when you say realistic, do you mean the the aliens themselves? Aliens, uh, what happens? And okay. any any I've part got, of I have it. mine. I have mine. But Mike, you said you had yours. Well, I so this is a topic of discussion that I've heard discussed by astrophysicists because I listen to lots of astrophysicist podcasts and I'm going to be I'm going to use what they said unfortunately because they've kind of convinced me that this is probably true but I mean the anybody most- who has the letters PhD after yeah. their name they they just sink right into your brain you're you're just ready to accept whatever the fuck they no, tell just, you you, you goddamn sheep, sheep. They've explained it so well, you know, but the the one that the one that they usually bring up that comes to mind that I it's going to sound really boring, but it's the blob. That does sound really boring. Mike. Yeah, yeah, I know, but <laughs> it's it's just such a different kind of life form. Sure. And uh it, it's something that we can't really imagine as a life form here. It's like a gig- I guess you can cuz it's just a gigantic amoeba basically. And we made uh-huh. a movie. But it shows up and it's clear and it starts eating people and it turns red, which uh-huh. is, you know, it's just it's kind of like realistic in that sense, but uh, you know, it's it's not necessarily an intelligent thing. It's not necessarily what you would want to see with the first contact. It's just a big block, sure. you know. Right. So in that sense it's kind of realistic. Also the the aliens from the movie Arrival are brought up a lot. Um, yeah, I can see that. Arrival I, I, or the arrival? The, the the most recent the, it's called Amy Ar- Adams. Arri- yeah, it was called Arrival. Oh, okay, Arrival. And and the and in that sense the reaction Not the one with Charlie Sheen. No. The and the reaction to the aliens in that movie seems to be somewhat realistic also. I agree. Um, so that's that, that those are probably my two choices. Well, my my number one choice would have to be Spider-Man 3. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> where, where the Venom, symbiote? The symbi- <laughs> no, not really. Um my head my head immediately went to War of the Worlds, the Spielberg jam. That's the uh, the second Spielberg mm. or third if we include Jaws. But uh so you're talking about the Spielberg version of War of the Worlds. Yeah, well, I mean, technically the Wells version, I guess, but uh yeah, I mean, in terms of the movie, that the visuals of just hey, Here's like some weird, crazy shit. Here's a bunch of lightning in the middle of a perfect, clear day outside. And then here are these towering, uh, formidable, you know, vessels that we have no way of harming at all. And they just completely dominate the planet. Yeah. Very quick, quickly and easily. What I like and about we have that, no idea how to stop them. <laughs> right. What I like about that is that uh, they're as they would be. They're super they're just way vastly superior technologically. There's just nothing that. Yeah. yeah, any anybody so the, can do. So are the aliens in Independence Day? Silly enough. I mean, like the, at least they. See, that's they just, on my list. That's on my list of horrible examples. Well, but I, but I, they all set up these motherships that are capable of just destroying cities. You know. Yes, and they're taken down by a computer virus written on like an Apple II. <laughs> well, that's a that's a writing issue. The way, yeah, the way that they take them down is is really really stupid and unrealistic. Oh, yeah, but I gave them a cold. But that's not the aliens' <laughs> fault. That's not the depiction of the aliens. That's the depiction of humans giving them a virus. Yeah, but it's a depiction of them through their technology. I guess I don't know. I. I think it's more of an issue that humans would have no idea how to communicate with an alien computer. <laughs> it's not, yeah, yeah, especially well, one that, that, that is that is the problem. How how do you upload a fucking terrestrial computer virus to an alien right. ship? Hold on, I gotta connect to the Wi-Fi. Oh, we don't have the password. Try Bluetooth. <laughs> but that doesn't ruin, in this scenario, it doesn't ruin the movie Independence Day for me, because the assignment, as I understood it, was which movie depicts aliens and their intentions the most accurately, or is the most realistic. And I didn't I say think- aliens and their intentions. I, I included humans and... Okay. Well, I just feel like the, the whole, hey, we're going to show up and then 
destroy everything or take all your resources with yeah. no rem- no explanation is probably you know what you know, i completely likely. forgot about a movie that i really really like the way that the aliens are portrayed in which is district 9 mm yeah it's extremely weird in the sense that like they get here and they're just stranded here like they're idiots basically yeah because because what? Because their technology stopped working and nobody knew how to use it, you know, which is which is kind of realistic because, like, would we know <laughs> how to fix our spaceship? Like, if you were if you were on a cruise ship and the yeah. cruise ship crashed, you don't know how to fix a cruise ship. Right. Right. I, I thought about that movie, but then I dismissed it because I felt like the aliens were too humanoid. Like, I, I just I feel like the odds I mean, there's of no, there's. There's nothing wrong with uh, a little a little bit of humanoid. I mean, there's there's a good chance that that anything capable of space travel uh, that has a, a largely corporeal form and is not a blob uh, <laughs> is is rocking. You know the the bipedal system. It's 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 a pretty it's a pretty good system. It at least works for us. Um, That's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. It's Sean, did you consider not- Cloverfield? I did. I I didn't. Even I did not in the limited time that we've had. To I know. Think I know. Because now I'm thinking about that, and I think that's that's, that's a great a one too. example. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Alien comes to the planet and just starts kicking ass. Doesn't even mean <laughs> to though. It's just like a baby, yeah. right? Right. Yeah, I think so. I just think it's just a, accidentally just a got big, there. Big, big dumb creature. Yeah. Uh, uh, if if you're willing to accept the uh, movement forward in time, I think uh, I think Alien is also a decent example of uh, of realistic extraterrestrial life. You know, it is. There's- it's it's such a weird, almost unimaginable thing, which I think is is a, is a key factor in yeah. I mean, what makes it good? Alien. Only, it's something only H.R. Giger could think up. <laughs> yeah, literally in this case, literally. But the yeah the anatomy of of the alien from Alien is so interesting because it starts out as a completely different the organism. Xenomorph. Yeah, it starts out oh, yeah. as it, it comes out of an egg, right? And it's it it's like a it's like a crab, it's a face hugger, a face hugger. Yeah, and it and it plants its fucking baby inside of you, and then what it comes out is a completely different organism, but it's actually the same organism. It's like right. the, it's like, it's a metamorphosis. It's a right, butterfly yeah, it's cocoon. Very, it's very weird. And they, they, using they your body to gestate. Right. Very cool. Very weird. Very alien. Uh, the, I so mean, we're the, all in agreement that the most realistic is E.T. Spider-Man the 3. Extraterrestrial. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about E.T. For a second. I'll tell you, none, none of us at all even remotely considered anything from either Star Wars or Star Trek to be. No. Uh, no. I act, Star Trek especially is on my not, list of, of horribly yes. unrealistic alien depictions. I was going to say, especially not Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. We also, no, none of us also thought of anything remotely optimistic, I feel. <laughs> I feel like these. Well, I think Arrival movies. is somewhat optimistic. Okay, Ar- Ar- Arrival actually is very optimistic that they would take the time to like try to communicate with us. I really loved in Arrival that none of the te- the alien technology looked like technology. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was a, that was a really great example of you know Arthur C. Clarke's famous quote: "Any technology sufficiently advanced is indistinguishable from magic." Yes. Mm. I I'm gonna get sh- I'm gonna get shit for this, but I I I I appreciate the uh, scale of uh, Avatar. I, I, I like I like how those aliens are like similar to Earth because it Pandora's an Earth-like planet. Yeah, yeah, but but they Pandora, look like Pandora's- both our people and our cats. <laughs> right, but like the way that like the that they connect with their mounts and stuff is very weird and like the whole connection with the trees and and i i thought it was like a cool like out there like depiction of what could be in an infinite universe it's very weird in that all of these different life forms can connect to each other it's kind of 
stupid on the same level as <laughs> let's let's upload this computer virus written on an Apple II to this alien no, mothership. They all have a that's USB not that connection stupid. to their planet. It's not that stupid. Yeah, but it's like, close. I will say that it's not that weird. Like if one has it, it's less weird that other ones have it. It's kind of like having uh-huh. it's kind of like having a spine, for example. It's just a DNA right. thing. You know, it just developed yeah, that way. On I suppose that that's true. Uh, there are a lot of there are a lot of creatures on this planet that have mouths and penises. Yes. <laughs> Great example. It's not like trying to plug an earth penis into an alien vagina. <laughs> no, that's whatever that, whatever that looks yeah, at least, like. At least they never do that in that movie. That's good. He's got <laughs> he has to he has to be in the alien body I mean, before he plugs I mean, his she penis. wouldn't even right. have felt it. They're huge. They're, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> they're ten <laughs> feet tall. Yeah, they're huge. Uh and his little two-inch penis <laughs> never would have gotten the job done. Wait, how did you know it was two-inch? That's that seems his little paraplegic two-inch penis. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he was paraplegic. It was like the entire the entire plot. His his entire plot. Right, but when I was thinking about his penis, I hadn't considered that it was a paraplegic. Paraplegic penis. It just it doesn't doesn't work anymore, probably. So <laughs> two inches. That's all you get. So you finally did it. After all those years, you emptied out your only child's college tuition fund and got yourselves one of them fancy robot vacuums. <laughs> what? All of it. Thing works okay, I suppose. Picks up dirt and dander and the like. Well, let me ask you something. Come here. Come closer. Let me, let me ask you this. Did that Roomba there do it for you? You know, in the sex way. (laughs) (laughs) Of course it don't. That'd be weird, you fucking sicko, you'd say publicly. But deep inside, just between you's and me's. You know for a God's honest fact that you want to fuck that thing. <laughs> but you can't. It's a robot. Hey, and the vacuum. And it's... My God, it's just not sexy enough. <laughs> Introducing Stan Ginter's custom sexy Roombas. <laughs> Let me turn that beast into a beauty. Put a Princess Leia bikini on it or something. Drill a few holes. <laughs> not... Not in any of the important places, mind you. No, it'll, it'll, it'll still work as intended. But uh, this thing's going to work in other ways, too, now. W- ways you never intended. Ways that God never intended. When my pops passed away last year, he left me a modest but significant inheritance. And a note, his final words compelling me to follow my heart and provide for my family... <laughs> And start a small, very niche Roomba customization business. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, of course, but look, I, I, I got a lot riding on this. Okay, my, but my wife left me yesterday when she read the copy for this ad, and I just could really use a win right now. So, Stan Ginter's custom sexy Roombas. I put fake tits on them. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> it's been a weird day, guys. I'm so sorry that Stan's wife left him for yeah for fucking Roombas. Well, I mean, not I'm not for doing that, just for writing the ad. Oh yeah, for sure he wasn't doing that. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know if he was. Maybe he if was just If you're going to start a business around it, you've probably fucked a Roomba or two. Got to try the Perhaps. product. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's he was quality just trying, assurance. He was just trying to make his dad proud. <laughs> can all relate to that. Follow your heart. Travel to the island of San Lucia and <laughs> become, become a walrus barber. <laughs> <laughs> Become a shark psychologist. <laughs> Teach the language of the indigenous peoples to the whale population of St. <laughs> <Saint> Kitts. <laughs> Become a lobster dentist. 
<laughs> lobster dentist. <laughs> Fix both the top and bottom teeth of the the lobster people. <laughs> Lobsters definitely don't have I was going to say, lo- locate, <laughs> and, locate and fix the few teeth. <laughs> That's not going to be a very successful business. You know what's weird is I mean, that- right now it's probably not any less successful than a normal dentist. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I'll tell Sorry, you what's dentists. weird is that octopuses have beaks. Yeah. What's that all about? It is weird. They're, yeah. That's super weird. Are, are there any other, like, underwater- Creatures. I was going to say, is there anything beaks? else that has a beak? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like like turtles, perhaps have a form of beak, but they're, yeah, they're only they're not like underwater creatures. Well, some well, of them are. Tur- well, turtles, by definition, are water creatures. Well, no, they're partial water creatures. Tortoises are land creatures, right? But turtles don't like sleep and live under the water, right? Well, they have to Some breathe air do. still, but yes. Right. So that's what I'm saying. An exclusive sea-dwelling creature. Well, dolphins have to breathe air, Sean, but they still live in the sea. They don't have beaks, Joe. No, they, they don't, don't just have beaks. Say, I'm just they saying you can live in the sea and still have to breathe air. Look, I'm looking for something. It's gotta have a beak. It's gotta live <laughs> well, exclusively in the water. I can't think of I mean, maybe uh, do squi- squids also have beaks? That's too close to an octopus. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they do. That's <laughs> basically an octopus. Maybe they don't. I don't know. You know what you know what kind of looks like it has a beak? Is a is a what? is a parrot fish. <laughs> right? What? You ever seen a parrot fish? Google it right now. No. I'm gonna Google it. It's got a beak. Does it sit on a pirate fish's shoulder? It looks exactly like a parrot. <laughs> wow. It does look like a parrot. I think it just... The beak, though, is that just a coloration I think it effect? is, yeah. yeah I think it I, okay. Also, it, does, it does, really doesn't look like a beak. That looks like those fish that the Joker creates when he tests out his toxin that kills people and makes them smile. <laughs> I don't know. I think this looks kind of like a beak. Yeah, speak like. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's, it's beakish. Uh, sort of a beak. It's, uh, uh, it, look, it, looks, it looks like uh, it looks like a smile to me. Not not so much a beak. Right. Well, if you or any of your uh, loved ones know of a s- underwater creature with a beak, send us a message. <laughs> I mail just, hole. <laughs> I just nonsense. googled it. I. I don't think I don't think there are any other sea creatures. Did you just keep beaks. seeing the like crossword clue? Yes. Yeah, I de- <laughs> yeah, that's what I got as well. Yeah, I don't think I don't I, I think that's pretty much it with the beaks. It's, it's well, that's just that's octopus, weird. Sean. Just it's just that's weird that there's just a beak is like a pretty specific. Uh, I don't know, like so many birds have beaks up here, and there's just one creature under the water that has a beak. Something's happening. Something's fishy. (laughs) Something fishy's going on here, guys. I gotta get to the bottom of this. Would we say every bird has a beak? Yes. I think so. Yes, we would. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we would. I believe so. So would my daughter, who's in fifth grade. What about birds that have bills? (laughs) Bills are are beaks. Yeah, they are. It's called a bill, not a beak. I think Uh, it's called both. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean a pelican. You know, that's a bill. That is a bill right there. I don't, I don't know. know. If if you said that you punched the pelican in the face and you sliced your hand open, you might tell the doctor that you did that on his beak. And the doctor with his with his mask. Uh, I think you mean Bill. It's a bill. <laughs> Look, I don't care what Whatever the fucker's duck. name was. I told you, I cut <laughs> my hand on his beak. <laughs> get out! Get out of my OR. <laughs> of course, birds are not the only creatures to have bills either. You got the the platypus. Yes, yes, that's platypus. true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a um, amphibian, right? No, no, he's a, he lays eggs. He's a man. Wait, but he, what is he? It is. <laughs> Wait a minute. It is in it's fact. It is in fact called a duck 
billed platypus. That's true. It's not called a duck beak platypus. Yeah. But the creature, the hippogriff in Harry Potter is named Buck Beak, not Buck Bill. Definitely has well, a beak. 100%. Yeah, hippogriffs have beaks. So not do owl bears. It's, it's, it's immaterial. <laughs> yes, owl bears. Indeed. Yeah. Good what, old. You, you never seen a fucking owl bear before? I've seen many owl bears. Too many. <laughs> Okay, I just Googled, and ornithology.com says there is no difference between the terms beak and bill. God damn it. <laughs> although, beak, although beak is more often used when referring to hooked bills, uh, it's the same thing. Okay. Well, I'm right. going to have to write them a strongly what, worded letter. At what point did dinosaurs all decide to have bills or beaks instead of faces? Instead of normal, <laughs> instead of normal, instead, instead of faces, I don't think I don't think the beaks replace their faces. No, no, th- that checks out. That makes sense. <laughs> I mean, they used to have teeth and shit, you know, and now they just have yeah. Now they, now they just have beaks. Well, the the ones that evolved into birds do. Yeah, and they were probably already really bird like to begin <laughs> what with. The fuck is that, Joe? It's an owl bear. <laughs> That's what is the what video game is that from? That's probably uh, from D and D, like a damn straight. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say like that's I've seen lots of weird looking prehistoric creatures, uh, you know, depictions of them or artist interpretations, but I've never seen one of them. <laughs> well, they're all over the place in a lot of fantasy video games. They sure are, including by the way, I'm gonna paste one here in chat. They're scary because owls have scary faces. World owls of look Warcraft. pissed off all the time. <laughs> owls look so pissed off all the time. Yeah, well, I they no do. raptor looks friendly. No raptor looks friendly. No. Well, okay, hang on. This one that Mike posted looks kind of my hot. It's my it's my hot take. <laughs> no raptor is friendly. They hmm. aren't friendly and they don't look friendly. Owls are particularly weird looking. Uh, somebody posted a picture on Reddit of an owl that was wet. And it mm. just, it does not look pleasant. It's very unusual looking. <laughs> no. I think most animals wet are unusual. I When we, when I give my dog a bath and he just looks like a rat because all the fur just, you know, goes against his actual frame which is so much skinnier than his puffy fur and it just looks like a gross disgusting weasel it doesn't even look like my dog anymore i just want to throw him out the window yeah i see banjo just looks exactly the same because she has <laughs> it depends on the quarter dog inch type, fur so it's not really you should see my beard when it gets wet it looks ridiculous <laughs> just want to I- chop off my head and throw it out the window that's so weird because when I see your beard, <laughs> look at this I, fucking owl. <laughs> when, when I see your beard, Joe, I get wet. Oh God! All right. yeah. What what is wrong with this owl? <laughs> that, oh, that's actually a taxidermed owl. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so stupid. <laughs> you know what you got there is a uh, poorly taxidermied owl, probably. <laughs> Hang on, I'm gonna send you guys a picture. Oh God. I don't I don't know what's going on with this owl right here. One of these days but, we're gonna uh, have to try to do this podcast through a barrage of bad taxidermy. <laughs> <laughs> See if we can make it through without dying of laughter. I'm pretty sure this guy plays the bass in the Chuck E. Cheese band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after he got fired from the country bear jamboree. <laughs> oh Hody, oh, it's your birthday. <laughs> uh, yeah. The- that's definitely what he sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that, that, that is our episode. And uh, unsurprisingly, given what's transpired with a score of two, Sean is this week's loser. Ah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and with that, I have been Joe Morkle. <laughs> I've been Sean Keller. Do, do, do. Happy birthday. Do, 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 and I'm Mike Pareto. Happy birthday. 
A Little Nonsense is copyright 2019 by its hosts. All ads are meant to be humorously fake. Any resemblance to a company, person, or other entity, real or imagined by someone else, is either entirely coincidental or purposeful parody. If you have a question, comment, or discussion topic, you can email us through the mailhole. That's mailhole at littlenonsense.com. You can find more episodes and anything else related to the show at littlenonsense.com. And now that the end of show business is concluded, I'll kindly ask, Sean, would you please take us out? A little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. A little whimsy here or there is often fair, necessary. Mingle a little folly with your wisdom, and you can be jolly. A little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. There's more than corn in Indiana. <laughs> Indiana Beach. <laughs> He's lying. There is not. <laughs> there is no more than corn. That is it. It's corn all the you way. You go to Indiana Beach, you know what's there? Corn. <laughs> mm. Corn. Corn. <laughs> <laughs> Beach corn.